The following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. It's me, it's me, it's getting fatter Nash. Joined by my co-host in the Fat Siders. That was actually really good. That was good. That was actually really good. It's like we rehearsed that, but we didn't rehearse it because we're that good. We're professionals. Well, at least on the top of the screen, we're professionals. Go fuck yourself. That guy down there, I'm not so sure about. No, not really. Go fuck yourself. That's for sure. Uh, Trapped in the Closet uh, is with us this week, pulling his best R. Kelly impersonation. A second Ooh, inter- God, look no, at this. No, it's, like no, inter- no, no. it's like an no, no, interrogation no, 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 no. light. Move on. Move on. No, no, no. We're not doing that. It's like an interrogation light. Look at that thing. Yeah, Where were you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll, we'll be joined momentarily by the... J-Lo. I think I can say this because it's Pride Month. The gayest member of the Take Three Wrestling Podcast... It ain't close. <laughs> there he is. I mean, I think I think it's safe to say that any week, like because it's factual. We're not saying it like as an insult. We're saying it factually. Yeah, that also that also tracks. So I think we're okay. I think we're okay doing that. You want to hear a joke real quick before we get started? Oh, oh boy. Christ, sure. So I just poured my wa- I just poured it on my wallet. Now I have gas money. Oh my god. Fucking terrible! That is ridiculous. It's fucking hey, awful. Hey, hey, intern Mark. <laughs> yeah, Shut up, you idiot. Fucking brutal. <laughs> like seriously? You don't like that? Was it wasn't cute. Was it no, no, no. It was terrible. Anybody? Anybody? Huh? No. All night. Okay. The whole thing sucks. <laughs> then, thank you, intern Mark. We pulled the audience. All of them told us to tell you hot garbage. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't good at all, man. You know, you know what else isn't good? Um, I guess let's start with the you know negative of the of the week. Uh, R.I.P. Iron Sheik. Uh, you guys heard the ten bell salute uh, prior to us uh, joining the the live show here. Um, sucks. Eighty one years old. Very yeah. Very full life. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, he, he always will leave us with the greatest uh, tweet of all time. Fuck you, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Yeah, obviously we, we, we talked about him on, on 3CT tonight. Um, you know, for, for me, you know, I was I was born in 85. I, I st- really started watching wrestling when I was like four or five years old. So it's the early 90s. So by that point, his... Really, his wrestling career was was over at least at the tail end. So, so I don't, I don't have many like wrestling uh, memories of him. I will say like, uh, and and I mentioned it on the, on on three CT tonight that the documentary that they did a couple of years ago on him, I think just called Sheik. Um, he may be. I think you can watch it on on YouTube or oh, okay. something. Um, 
Actually, I'll look that up here after I'm it done talking. It wasn't WWE production, was it? No, this was this was a separate. Um, it was called The Sheik, and yeah, it can be it can be watched the full thing, uh, full documentary on YouTube, and uh, it was really it was really really well done. Um, so I recommend that. Um, but yeah, I mean it's it, it's a bummer. Um, you know, I, I I've I've I was actually talking to a, f- a friend of mine. I think it was the day that um, I can't remember, uh, Tina Turner when she passed yeah. away recently, and like we were talking about like sad versus tragic, like like when somebody dies like in their eighties. What is he doing? Like, is oh my sad. god! What the fuck is that? This is sad, but Iron Sheik dying is tragic. No, wait. No, Iron Sheik dying is sad, but it's not like when somebody dies when they've already passed like the average uh, age. You know, like it's not now they can die in a tragic way. Like if the like somebody dies like in a in like a car crash or something, and they were perfect. Brother is fucking tragic. Yes, yeah, like that's that's tragic and shocking. Like you know, and and Sheik's health, I think, in recent years, like has hasn't been great, Um, but. You know, it, it is sad. It is sad. So, um, but I think probably for what EJ and, and Joe, I know you guys are, are older than Mike and I. So, and it's not a, that's not an insult. No, 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 it is. It is. Yeah. Fuck you, Mike. No, no, it is. No, it is. No, again, it's, it's factual. Remember, we're debating insult versus fact here, but like you guys probably remember Sheik as a wrestler more than like Mike and I would, right? Right. So me, I became a fan of wrestling in '87, WrestleMania three. Um, so Sheik was in that was a part of that card. He was actually in a tag match uh, that night. Um, so this is really obviously past the, of course, the 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 bridge to Hulkamania. Because remember, he was the bridge Hulkamania from Bob Backlund. You, know, you watched fucking Bruno wrestle. That's right, watched- Bruno and his father wrestle. Right, yeah. No, so fucking, you know, so obviously Sheik, Sheik at that point was on the way out anyway, like at that point. He did come back, though, in 90, around the time you started watching uh, Jim in 1991. He was Sergeant Slaughter's. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's when I remember him as. as... That's what I remember of Iron Sheik. There you go. Anything else. Yeah. I remember when he showed up and he was Sergeant Slaughter's, like, second. Colonel yeah. Mustafa, right? Yeah, Colonel Mustafa, that's correct. But, like, that's, that's what I remember. Because, I mean, yeah. yeah, like, I was alive for his run in the 80s but i mean like i was born in 1983 that's that's like the year that hulk hogan beat him for the belt wow, right. you turned 40 this year wow yeah i turned 40 in august but like that's wow. that is when hogan beat him for the belt chic honestly like he found a way to stay relevant mm-hmm. in spite of his relevancy yeah. Because his actual pro wrestling relevancy kind of ended in 1983. Oh, a, a question. Like, like the honestly, he he had a resurgence because of Twitter and him not giving two fucks about what he posted. His shoot, his shoot interviews were what made him relevant beyond you know the 90s. Honestly, yeah, breaking your back, fucking a Hulk Hogan. Yeah, but I will, right. but I will say that shit don't age well because I I try to play some of that on my on my show today. I'm like, ah, I don't think it's a good idea because it's very offensive shit. You know, saying certain words and uh, yeah, phrases. yeah, yeah, not gonna work out, man. Not gonna work out. So he just say you're breaking your back. Yeah, the funny one. Of the funniest ones is the I think someone called it the Howard Stern show. Imitate Macho Man Randy Savage, and he kept reacting. Fuck the Macho Man. Oh yeah, like he he didn't he had no clue that people that like it wasn't actually Savage that called him. 
Do you, right. do you guys remember when he won the gimmick battle royal at WrestleMania 17 because he could not be eliminated? Say, oh yeah. Yeah. He couldn't take a bump out of the ring. He was the only one that did it. <laughs> What's well, that's what I said on 3CT tonight that like sadly like that's that's the wrestling legacy I have of the Iron Sheik. Right. Is yeah. is like entrance after him like lapping him on like the the long entryway in the Astrodome and then him like barely being able to roll into the ring and not even taking a bump and winning the battle royal because yeah he he couldn't do anything like so wait here's a crazy stat that i saw today with the iron sheik's passing there are only two people left alive who have held the wwf world championship prior to 1990 hogan obviously mm-hmm. i don't know who and the other one is i just saw that stat backland probably backland's alive, oh, yeah, backland's alive. Yeah. Backland's alive. Yeah. holy yeah. shit yeah. That's crazy. Good job, Jimmy. Good job. Are you? I, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna look that up while we're still talking here. No, it, it, W. Backlund's still alive. I know that. For well, yeah, I know Backlund. I'm. I'm just verifying if there's anybody else who would still be alive that that held it. Because 1990, it's it's Savage. He's gone. Hogan. Hogan. Uh, DB. I mean, DB. Does do we count DiBiase for a couple seconds? Well, no, because he wasn't actually. Yeah. So for so before before 90. Before ninety, it was it was Hogan, Savage, Andre, Sheik, oh, Backlund, Inoki, Superstar Billy Graham. He just passed. Uh, oh, Sam Martino, who passed away. Yep. Stan Stasiak, did he pass away? Yeah. Uh, Pedro Morales, Ivan Koloff, uh, Sam Martino, and Buddy Rogers. Yeah, holy. These are my years now. In, in, in a way, like, okay, Damn. not officially, I guess it'll be more official, and not to sound morbid, but when Hogan passes and when Brother. and when Bob Backlund passes, but it almost feels like the end of an era. Like, it almost feels yeah. like that, that section of what pro wrestling was mm-hmm. is, like, one step closer to really being... The reason why I'll slightly disagree with you on that, on that, though, Joe, is that wrestlers don't tend to live long anyway based on their history. So the fact that Hogan's still alive is actually kind of a miracle, honestly. I mean, the fact that Iron Sheik made it to 81 is actually kind of a miracle. Yeah. Because I mean, Backlund's 73, and he's probably going to outlive guys well, that, held, fu- guys that held it in the 90s. Humble. That's why. That guy eats, like, raw Brussels sprouts for breakfast. Who's this? Backlund. Oh, yeah, he's fucking crazy. He's, 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 a, he's fucking crazy. He's but got character juice in his veins. But Iron Sheik also made it to 81 because he's fucking aspic humble. That's all right. Whatever. But it, it, yeah, the shoot interviews are fucking great, man. The fact that I just sat through a fucking EC3 fucking ring entrance. Ooh, God bless you. Why? <laughs> Wait, <laughs> from what what show? Takeover uh, New Orleans. Okay. And it's the North American ladder match, and he was the first person that came out. Hmm. Oh, and and by the way, like we're talking about bad news, uh, but but good news. Um, okay. Is uh is is Billy Kay, uh Jessica McKay announced she was pregnant today. Very good. Everybody's pregnant. Everybody's getting everybody's getting, Everybody getting pregnant. Uh, we can confirm that her uh, husband and or boyfriend yeah. one time one time confirmed one time sex ever. I think it's I think it is a I think it is husband. I believe it is husband. Lots of sex going on, guys. Lots of sex going Lots on. Lots of sex. Lots of sex. They're shocking the system as outcomes Adam Cole Bebe. 
There it Where is. he gave her the shocker. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Nanner Nanner. Oh, my God. Let's get to the fucking topic. Uh, <laughs> why didn't did the Undisputed Era come out and just be like, shock the system? I mean, isn't that kind of what they did? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, sort of, yeah. I mean, it kind of halfway. Baker, baby. Maybe, maybe, maybe copyrights, I guess. I don't know. Copyrights, I guess. Um, anything, no. anything yeah. else about the Iron Sheik before we get into the actual content? No, this, uh, no. If, if, if you're not easily offended, just don't look at his fucking shoot interviews. That's all. Yeah. Wait, wait. R.I.P. Adam Cole's physique. He was in so much better shape at this New Orleans NXT show. Oh yeah, he. He's, he's up. Well, now. that he was part of MJF's promo last night. Adam Bloat, baby. You know, and like I heard him say that. Don't he that it registered as much as like looking at Adam Cole now. Here comes certified pedophile. Uh, The Velveteen Dream. uh, We're we're 2017 here? What year is this? (laughs) Yes, that's the one. Jim, before we continue. Yeah. I I had an idea while I was driving listening to the Tuesday episode. Well, that's dangerous. That's what I do on my drive home from work. Uh, feel free to follow uh, 3CT. Listen to the Tuesday shows. There's your plug for the night. Um, literally, I'm sitting there and you guys are going through the rest of spring cleaning, going through the soundboard. And you guys play the gorilla, Will You Stop? That should be the sound bite when they say Will you stop? That should be... Th- every time they're going to say it, that should be what you play. Not uh-oh. Yeah, but the uh-oh, the uh-oh is a classic. The uh-oh is a classic. Okay, the first, you know, like, if there's, like, a run where Matt or where uh, Ryan goes on, like, four of them in, like, a five-minute run, hit him with the uh-ohs, and then on the last one, will you stop? Well, there was there was the other week where they used, where the, there was the other week where it was, there was a C word and a T word. And so I, I I I use two different bites. If I ever have to do that again, I'll use I'll use Will you stop as the second one. That's just so good. Tostones? Well the C word was cunt. Jesus. I'm familiar with that word. Uh-oh. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> and like the T word is one that's kinda like the C word, but it's more of a British thing. Taint? No. It's a four letter word. It's another word for vagina? Yes. Tussy? Trap. <laughs> A trap. Twat. Uh, there it is. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> On that note, shit. Uh, where are we starting? Is that Joe's topic? Is that Joe's topic? Oh, yeah. The Roman <laughs> Roman in the bloodline. Yeah, Twat, Roman. Twat is never going to be Joe's topic. No. <laughs> never. Never. Will you stop? Wow. Can <laughs> <laughs> you stop? Uh oh. No. Follow the conversation. Uh oh. No. Uh oh. It's a 3CT thing. So, what's the, Joe, what's the, the premise of the, the, the Roman, Roman legacy bloodline? What's. Yeah, let's start with that. Okay, um, so the original idea of the topic was kind of like, hey. No heat, bitch. And you just fucking got fucking shelled by the fucking Braves. I saw. Thank you. Fuck yourself, Mike. Joe, continue. (laughs) (laughs) Three one homework. You see that shit? Ozzy Albies. I know. What a fucking asshole. Anyway, continue. So, okay. You get twat. So. (laughs) (laughs) You stop. Will you stop? 
So the original topic idea was basically, hey, why don't we talk about where we want to see the bloodline going storyline wise between now and I said SummerSlam as an endpoint because we kind of know Roman's schedule between now and SummerSlam. We kind of have a basic idea. Obviously, the storylines are building right now, so it's it, it, it's easy to sort of guess where it's going for SummerSlam, or at least you can kind of fantasy book where you want it to go. However, in the interim of us not doing that topic last week and kind of things that have floated around on the internet and social media this week, I came across that whole idea of whether or not Roman in a lot of ways is getting built up to essentially be at the very least on paper, the greatest WWE superstar of all time. Certainly the most acclaimed and listen like that's, it's hard to argue that fact right now, you know? And I think that it solidifies more and more every time you look at where he's reached at this point in the history of title reigns. And the interesting part about that one to me, and that's kind of a conversation. All pun pun intended. That's that's something that we kind of got into in our little group chat. But if you look at the title reigns, like I think – think we're like, what, 58 days away from him being number four all-time on the list. And then you look at those next ones and you start to think to yourself, realistically... Five on the list. Okay. Pedro, like, yeah, Pedro, Pedro Morales nope. had uh, 1,028 days. So we're going to hit that this month. Right. And then the thing is, like, you look at it because part of you is thinking at this point, okay, he's clearly got to lose sooner than later. But then you start to look at the next milestones on that list and you start to think to yourself, well, wait a second. Talk to myself. So, like... Does he need to lose sooner or later? Or did they just introduce a whole new belt so that he could basically possibly go for the record and be the all-time champion? The latter. The latter. It's definitely a question. And now I remember, too, the reason this came up was someone had tweeted out the question, at what point does Roman losing the title become as big a shock as The Undertaker losing the streak? And I was kind of posing the question to you guys. Would it be at this point? And and if it's not at this point, at what point would it be? Is it when he hits certain milestones? Is it he gets all the way to number three and now you're thinking, well, shit, he's not going to lose the title for another three years and then he loses it like six months later. Is that the shocking moment? Is that is the reaction when he loses going to be everyone sitting in silence like when Taker lost to Brock Lesnar? Because look, let me tell you, mm-hmm. as someone, as two people, who were sitting in the audience in New Orleans when Brock beat beat Taker. I I don't know about you. I remember my thought was, oh shit, they rang the bell by mistake. Someone's going to get fired. That was the only thought I had in my mind. Not Undertaker just lost. Not Brock Lesnar just won. Just this grand total moment of shit, somebody done fucked up. Somebody about to get fired. And then they put up the graphic, and it was like, what was it, 20, 21 and 1, right. They're just like, no, wait, this actually just happened. Like, what? Like, I, part of me wonders if that's not going to be the reaction to Roman losing the title at a certain point. I don't think that would have been the reaction at Mania if he lost it to Cody. I don't know that that would be the reaction if he lost it even as soon as, like, SummerSlam this year or anything. 
I think if we get to a place where he holds this title a lot longer, like years longer, I think it might get to that place where it's just a shock. So for the record, right now he's at one. Today is uh, day 1,012. Um, Acknowledge him. Pedro Morales held it for 1,028. So we're, we're two weeks away um, from Acknowledge that. Acknowledge me. Uh, the next one after that would be 1,238. That was Bruno San Martino, uh, his, his, one of Bruno's runs. That would put us approximately um, around uh, Royal Rumble time. Uh, the one next one after that would be beating third place. That was Hulk Hogan's run of fourteen hundred seventy-five days. That would put us uh, around September of next year, um, which would be around Crown Jewel time. Uh, the one after that, this is where it starts getting a little silly. Bob Backlund's twenty-one hundred and thirty-six days. That would put us early July twenty twenty-six, um, which by the calendar is like Money in the Bank, Hell in a Cell time. Um, and then the to be number one all time. Okay, remember, we are at 1,012 days right now. Um, so it would be almost triple where we're at now, more like, you know, times 2.8 or something. Uh, but Bruno San Martino, uh, 2,804 days. Uh, that would put us around early May of 2,028. Get the fuck out of here. Okay. Um, so five more years. I know I know what Mike is wishing for for Christmas. Five more years of Roman Reigns. No, and I'm not I don't want to turn this into a a, a, a but here here's what I'll say to to Joe's point and, and about the um will it kind of become this shocking moment like The Undertaker. Um I think that, that there will there will I I honestly think it's at any point now him losing would be both shocking and not shocking at the same time because I think there there came a point that we all kind of was like okay he's gonna hit a thousand days if he would have lost it before a thousand I think there would have been a degree of shock there um, now it's like okay any time that he loses. It's somewhat expected because we, we thought we were going to get to a thousand days. Um, it will also be shocking because we're starting to play this game of like, well, now they have the other title. So what's another 200? What's another who's this, two? Who's this we that you're discussing? The the collective wrestling community, Mike Bernier excluded. Um, Bernier. So like what's another 200 days after right now to get him to that one? Well, then after that, Hogan's is only 200 more days. And then it's like, well, that that I think is the point. I think the highest that he would get would be Hogan's and, and finish in third. Because, like, that's September of this year. That means he gets through SummerSlam. Okay? And the, the rumored match as of now is Brock versus Cody 3. So... I don't know that anybody else is beating Roman Reigns at SummerSlam this year, right? Um, no, this is where he destroys fucking uh, Jey Uso. Right. Yeah. Or they have a tag match. So, like, after that, like, then you then you have to go, can we do two more years of this? Because it goes from September of this year to d July of 2026. So about six title defenses. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. Uh, so, yeah. Like, I, I look, do I think it, it 
I think anything is possible at this point, but do I think it's realistic that he gets anything higher than third place? No. I, I don't think we get to Backlund or San Martino. I think those are untouchable. Um, because Hogan's, Hogan's in play, definitely. I think Hogan's definitely in play. Hogan's absolutely in play. Hope he beats it. Like, and and Tim on three CT has already has already like labeled Roman as the greatest WWE superstar. Um, and, and man, I, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he. There's a case there. But like I've already said, this this is the greatest story the company's ever told, and I, I I will stand by that. So at the very least, he's already part of the greatest story the company's ever told. Um, he's without question on the WWE's Mount Rushmore. Oh yeah, definitely. Th that to me is not replace? in question. What's what, that? Joe? Who did he replace? So what was your your Mount Rushmore originally? Prior to say like twenty, I mean, I'll tell you the guy who, if he's on my Mount Rushmore, he replaces my Mount Rushmore. Me? Prior to today, well, probably like prior to Roman, probably would have been Austin, Hogan, Cena, Rock. Interesting. Okay. And to me, Roman replaces Rock. I totally agree with you one hundred percent on that. Wrong, sir. Wrong. So what's yours then, Mike? What was your uh, your uh, Rushmore, Mike? Um, I don't know how you don't have the fucking Undertaker in your WWE Mount Rushmore. The guy's only the most over character they ever fucking created. Um, but he takes the place of the guy who inevitably is in the realm of having his title run beaten, and that is Hulk Hogan. Here's why I don't have Taker on mine. Like, I don't think you have... Like, without question, the Undertaker's the greatest character the company has ever written the wwe in history would survive without the undertaker existing and it would have survived without roman reigns that's a valid argument well because, yeah well, he would they would business model too, as well but so my my four because I never, I never had rocky in my mount rushmore my mount mount rushmore was cena hogan Austin Taker. Okay. Um, he takes out the racist fuck that is Hulk Hogan. Are you using a personal personal? No, no, no. I'm also just calling him out for his bullshit. I, I truly believe that at the end of the day, Hulk Hogan was, was what Roman Reigns is right now. He'll come around for three fucking matches in a calendar year, but I'm getting more entertainment value from watching Roman Reigns in this storyline than any storyline that Hogan was involved in. Yeah, like okay, wait. Here's here's an angle for this question. Here's an angle for this question, and it actually ties a little bit to what we were talking about before with Iron Sheik. At what point do some of these people not stand the test of time? Like it's it's one thing for Bruno San Martino or Hulk Hogan to be like really memorable when they happened twenty or thirty years ago. Are they going to be as remembered in a hundred years? No. Are WWE fans still going to look at them like that? Are they going to look at any of them like that? Is Austin still going to be remembered? Austin, that... yes. Austin, I think. No, yes. uh, no. Well, I mean, no. Because he, here's he the thing: Bruno San Martino means 
nothing I, I have no personal connection to Bruno I have no right. personal connection to Bob Backlund I have no personal connection to the Iron Sheik because I didn't I didn't watch them like in they right. weren't active competitors I know Backlund wrestled in in the mid 90s in that comeback run but like whatever but like I didn't like, I like those those guys yeah, good. <laughs> those guys were were nothing to like my personal wrestling viewing and what I cared about wrestling you just don't like Bob Backley because he beat Bret Hart. Yeah, he That's didn't true. beat Bret Hart. It was because of that damned Owen threw the threw the towel in. Um, no, and, and, but Jim, also here's your, here's your route. Also, too, is that's also pre Vince, pre Vince Junior. Well, no, it's just I didn't watch those guys. So like, there's a generation of people like kids now that are watching wrestling. Like you, you ask them like, what's your like, you know, what does Hulk Hogan mean to you? And they're probably going to be like, oh, he's that like fucking racist guy that comes around every now and again, and like honest, and like steps honest, over my, his words. You know I'll what I honest, mean? My, t- my ten year old likes Hogan a lot, though. Well, it's because you because you force because you force him to watch he, SummerSlam ninety no, one. No, he's a no, he's a first of all, he's a Cena mark. He's a Cena mark first and foremost, but he does appreciate Hogan. Okay, but I'm. I'm Again, this this is like when I said about how we. I'm talking about the the, the bigger collection. The I'm not. I'm not right, the, yeah. the general, like right. the so like re, re, young yeah, wrestling I, fans what? now. Young general, wrestling fans or, now have no oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. have like no frame of reference of like who Razor Ramon or Diesel or Hulk Hogan or Sergeant Slaughter are. So like if 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 somebody who's 15 years old and has been watching wrestling for 10 years if you ask them to build a wwe mount rushmore it's it's probably going to be none of the people except roman reigns and john cena like from you know what i mean like like, they're going to pick half of mine because it's people they watch i feel like if there's two names that can probably stand longer in that is austin rock because of rock no why would rock because again though like if if you're putting the question to say I don't know, a 13-year-old wrestling fan today, 12-year-old wrestling fan today, been watching it their whole life, you know, that whole 12 years, right? You ask them, who are the four best WWE wrestlers of all time? There's a good chance their answer is John Cena, Randy Orton, Batista, and The Undertaker. You know what I mean? Because those guys were really big in Maybe the Maybe not last, even like, Taker. Like, let's be honest. Well, yeah, like a let's be honest. Character, the character still over, still really over. Even the work was even the work was shitty though. The character was pretty over, but I get it. A twelve-year-old sees the streak end. At yeah. The end of the day, and that's and that's the other thing that we're forgetting here. Um, Rock would be on that list. See, for a lot see of kids. as much as you guys snap that Rock would not be on that list, I think he would still potentially be have a shot to be on that list. Twice in a lifetime. The fact that everything is being chopped down to bite-sized clips. How many fucking different rock promos do you see on TikTok videos? Yep. I mean, that's my point. That's my point. there's a true possibility that Dwayne The Rock Johnson would still be on somebody's list. Right, and to ask your point, Mike. It's, it's the same and, reason why Austin has more of a shot of being Right, that's what I'm saying. Rock The Rock-Austin connection has, has, gives it a chance to live out longer. What I'm saying, though, is like Austin also gets a lot of the really – like you. you if they're counting down the 30 best moments in raw history, at least 10 of them are still Austin moments. Even yeah. if they're, they're really more of them should be Austin moments. But if WWE is doing a bullshit version of their list where they want stuff from the last 10 years, mostly on it, they're still putting 10 Austin moments yeah, somewhere not, on that list. You're not, you're not just 
erasing the beer bath no. from fucking existence. You're not no. erasing him. No, no. Wheeling down the ramp in a in a desk chair, flipping over and chugging beers. Like those moments, like it's those thirty second clips that you're seeing on TikTok and on Instagram reels and Facebook reels and shit like that. That keeps people like Rock and Cena in the conversation over the duration of time. Yeah, that's why you don't. That's why truly. I don't think Hulk Hogan can be on my list because Hulk Hogan comes around, wrestles as many, if not less matches than fucking Roman Reigns does, and never really had great promos in WWE. He doesn't no, have Hulk- 30-second sound bites that you see scrolling on TikTok. No, I agree with the Hogan part, but not being relevant as, we, as time goes on. And the PR itself hurts him on top of that. I, the, the PR relevant. I'm talking about. Yeah, the PR things are relevant. That's Terry. That's not all yeah, for me. Like we're talking about this from a like a fan's perspective, not from a business perspective. Because like, I, I just decided to call him known racist Hulk Right. No, I'm just saying, like, if you if you were sitting down and being like, let's talk about this from a business perspective. Obviously, Hulk Hogan makes your top four. Obviously, Austin makes. Well, your that's top that's why he's in my Mount Rushmore. Right. Right, but that's because like, from that's a, from a business standpoint. I don't think we're he- we're not here if 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 Hulk Hogan doesn't exist. We're not here if Austin doesn't exist. I don't know if we're here. If, I mean, again, by the by, by the th- you hit a certain point in the '90s, you put WCW out of business. You, you're you're not going away. You're now Walmart. You're McDonald's. You're 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 basically untouchable. Um, but like Cena's an all Cena's an all timer. Um, and then and then to me, like I'm looking at I I just I look at this run. And like, yeah, we'd we'd still be here if Roman Reigns doesn't exist. But like, it's the it's the greatest story ever told. He he is he is on my my Mount Rushmore for sure. And the, the impressive part too with Roman also is that he's doing this as a fucking heel. That's the impressive part. He's doing this as a heel. I I, I think I don't I think, think that's the. I think it is. No, people love it's, the people love to hate a heel. It's no, harder to be it's to, harder to be a face to champion. Be the top guy. The only other guy in my lifetime seen that do that is Hogan. And only that's two, three years. No, the only other guy that you've seen do it, and not even that. No, no, the only other guy that you saw do it in your childhood in a major promotion was in WCW when Flair did it or Hogan did it. WWF was the only promotion that ever ran with the, the good guy be the champion right. forever. That's what I'm saying. They were the only ones. It was always the heels in every other territory. That was a thing. Ric Flair was the NWA world champion for like eight years because he was a bad guy. He'd come to the town. The good guy would almost beat him. He'd cheat. He'd get out of it. Right. He'd still be champion. But that, that, but, but, but that was never WWE formula, though, ever. But that's what I'm saying. That was, but you're talking about WWE. That's, that's, that's what I mean, though. I'm, I'm talking about WCW. Well, but wrestling, like, you can't say that, that you've never had a heel champion before. No, like, I, I, I'm talking about specifically WWE. Know. I'm talking about WCW. I understand WCW did it for with Flair and, of course, Hogan later on. And Triple H did it for like a decade in the 2000s. Buddy, also, you ever, in WWE. You, ever, you ever watch an episode of Monday Night Raw? Okay, that's all it was. Triple H running through fucking everybody. The only difference was is that Triple H's storyline wasn't as good, but he was wrestling more than six matches a calendar year. Yeah. But was he? But was he the tippy top guy at, at yes. that point? The tippy yeah. tippy top guy. Yeah. Which year was that? 2001, 2002? Uh, between oh, like 2002 to about like 2009. Yeah. Maybe even 2010, honestly. I mean, the, here's the thing. When you talk about Mount Rushmore, and this is why I hate the Mount Rushmore conversation to begin with. Let's let's start there. Um, your Mount Rushmore is your Mount Rushmore. My Mount Rushmore is my right. Mount Rushmore. 
and we all have different reasons on why we're putting mm-hmm. them there. It's the same thing as star ratings. Correct. It's stupid. Um, at the end of the day, wrestling wouldn't exist without you know the, the 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 few people that we've named. Okay, that's fine. But you also have to take into account that Hulk Hogan, while it may not have survived because he could sell some T-shirts, couldn't wrestle to actually save his goddamn life. At what point does the wrestling that they're supposed to be doing harm them from being on a list? Because we're not we're, we're not from a business perspective, we're from a fan perspective. We should want to see those people wrestle more. And at the end of the day, the people that are having these longer title runs, including even CM Punk whenever he had his long one, he wasn't defending the title all that often. We were getting less from those guys. You know, yes, the Roman storyline makes it to where you don't have to have him in ring every week because you can do a promo, you can do a backstage bit, you can do whatever with the Usos. So, like, there's things that you could do. But at what point does it become, all right, this storyline's cool and everything, I kind of want to see the guy who's the world champion actually defend the title. And when does that start harming him in his run of, like, will I be surprised that he, when he loses the title? No, I'll never be surprised when he loses the title because at the end of the day, inevitably he's going to lose the title to someone whenever they're ready for him to. So we can sit here and fantasy book how we would end the run and how we would do this, that, and the other. I've told you guys on this show, I think the person that should take the title off of him is Toyota Sequoia. Is that what they're going to do? Who knows? We ain't in the fucking war room fucking having that conversation. All I'm saying is I'm not going to be shocked. Because at the end of the day, I think Vince and Triple H and Endeavor's goal is to expunge Hulk Hogan as far away from the fucking record book as possible. Because guess what? No racist. So what do you do? You have someone who is still alive that you can market, be the guy that you can now be like, oh, look, the longest reigning champion that's alive. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same point. reason that. The New Day outlasted the Demolitions reign. It's the same reason that Gunther's rewriting the Intercontinental title. It's the same reason that, you know, so-and-so... Like, because people... People don't give a shit about history. They don't. People don't give a shit about long-term history. People care about current history. Tangible things that they can remember. So that is that is why we're getting the God Run. That's why we're getting Gunther. That's why we're that's why we had the New Day, like because everybody you know everybody says like WWE just likes to rewrite history. Absolutely, they do. So they'd be stupid not to. So wait, is this is this going to be memorable history, or is this just going to be history until it's on to the next thing? It will be memorable history for everybody who watched it. Like you, 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 you see guys like that, like you, EJ, intern Mark, guys that are in their forties or fifties that talk about uh, the mega powers exploding and how huge that story was, and they're still talking about it to this day, yeah, right? Part of our nostalgia, part of our history, and- right? But because they remember it, and they remember how they felt when they watched it, because they were yeah. six years old, or ten years old, or twenty years old, and they watched it in real time. Like, for me, my first WrestleMania that I watched was WrestleMania 7. So I don't have a tangible attachment to the Mega Powers exploding. Do I know how, how big of a story it was? Do I, mem- do I know because, like, I have, I have seen clips and videos and, and heard people talk about it 
and all of that. Like, do I know how big it was and how important it was? Absolutely. But like, to me, it's it's not what it is to other people. So yes, this is this is a historic moment, and it will be an important historic moment until people like. I mean, there's kids who are eight, nine, ten years old right now that will remember this story if they still like wrestling and care about wrestling 30 years from now, 40 years from now, when they're our age, right? That they'll still be talking about this story. But there's going to come a point 50 years from now, 60 years from now, nobody nobody remembers the, the bloodline, this run. So like, it, it will be important until nobody can remember it. Right. I'll say one thing, though. I think one interesting thing about this all is we're also in a time now in a world where, where like, technology is different. You know, the ability to have these historical moments and just moments in general forever, it, it's different. Like, you know... It's impossible to go back and watch Bruno Sammartino's run. That doesn't exist. There isn't clips of it. There aren't videos. Like, yeah, there might be a couple of matches here and there, but you can't watch his eight-year run. You can watch John Cena's entire career on the WWE Network right now if you want to. Right on the cock. You can you can watch Hulk Hogan's entire run in WWE on the w, on Peacock if you want to right now. You know, don't do like, that to yourself. <laughs> right, but like what I'm saying right is the like cock. there's certain ones like. There's certain ones that I feel like we're we're gonna know a little bit more. Like they're gonna last longer. Like they'll be available for longer. We already see it with the stuff from the '90s, with like we just said, with Austin and Rock and all the moments from Raw during the Attitude Era and all the NWO stuff. Like that stuff gets to live on because it's all there. It's all available. It's all digitized. It's all showing up on our Facebook feed still, and we can watch it whenever we want. Like, it's all there. That doesn't exist for wrestling from the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. You know, there's people, there's wrestlers who are world champion, who traveled the world, who became rich as pro wrestlers that you, me, Ernest, and Mike have never even heard of. Fuck you, Haystacks Calhoun. Right. There's, there's one, I forget when I read this, um, the most attended pro wrestling event in America at one point was in like 1920 something. Yeah. And it's between two people that I, for one, have never heard of. No. And like, guess what? No, nothing exists from it other than like newspaper clips that say that it happened and that like X amount of people were there and it was this huge thing, but that's it. Like, none of us are ever going to get to watch that. None of us are ever going to get to live in that moment. The stuff right now, the stuff from the last 10, 20, 30 years now, when you go back to the 80s, which is crazy to think that that's, like, 40 years. Shit. Fuck. Wow. Like, it's it's crazy to think how much that stuff is actually now in the kind of forever vernacular. But also, yeah. like, do you, have, do you have the same attachment? Because, like, we can watch, you know – a movie from the 40s or the 50s yeah like are do, do you have the same attachment to a movie that you watched that you watched now or whatever to the from the 50s than a movie that like you watch that 
is part of like a series that you've grown up with and kind of watch them come out in real time, which I think is going to be the difference between like people watching like kids that are now watching clips of, you know, Austin or rock or triple H or whatever from, you know, 99 or 2002 versus like what they're watching in real time now. And like that, that's going to be like the great barometer. Cause like, like it's, yeah, it's all out there and it's all easily accessed on social media and all of that, which is something like, obviously we didn't have like guys that were into like tape trading like that. I I was never into, into that world ever. Like I didn't even know, I didn't even know it existed for, for a long time. I was sort of into that sort of like, I was intrigued by it, but I never got into it. Like I ordered the closest I ever got to it is I ordered a couple of ECW videos from RF video back in like the mid nineties. That was it. Yeah. I bought, I bought videos. I, 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 yeah or like we would we would go like we would go to our like local video store and like rent pay-per-views or you know something Mm -hmm. and like record them to our own vhs's and then like we always had them to watch but like i remember more like i remember more from shows that i watched when they happened than i do from shows that i watched on tape later so it's it's going to be an interesting kind of case study of what what survives through the archives and he, you know, like in, in what people really attach to. Uh, to answer Joe's original question though, about will I be surprised? No, I don't think I'll ever really be as shocked as I was when Taker lost. Yeah, no, um, no, that's shocking. I think this is one of those where we all know inevitably that this is going to end in some way, shape or form for Roman Reigns. Um, sure. How we get there may, may affect, um, thought processes and stuff like that. But no, I don't think that there's ever a time where I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe Roman Reigns lost the world title. Like, at least not to the level of like, oh my God, The Undertaker, a guy who we truly thought was never going to lose at WrestleMania is now lost. Like, yeah. the champion is inevitably going to lose the title one day, whether it's by forfeit, whether it's by I've become too old. I don't want to defend it. Anymore. Well, I think I, I think I even said that in our in our text group is is when we were discussing it is is a title reign will end one way or the other. A guy's gonna lose, or he's gonna get hurt and have to forfeit, or he yeah he's gonna hit a point and retire, and 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 that championship reign ends and a new one will be crowned somehow. What what I what I will say, and you know, we we talked about this and we discussed Roman at length in the past you know the fear i have is that the rain won't end the way he wants it to in case that comes back okay yeah that's my concern yeah because if you've built this and this is what you've done because whomever wins the world title from him will be the most overact that you have on your roster, no matter what. Right. But at this point, when you're looking at his reign, 85% of it has been as a heel. Mm-hmm. So, whomever takes the title off of him, you have to assume is going to be a face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you figure who who's the guy that you want to start pushing to be the next John Cena, the next Hulk Hogan, the next Roman 
Reigns. That's the guy you put in the position to inevitably take the title off of them. What if they don't have that guy yet? They, they don't have that guy yet. Yep. Or that guy sitting in NXT. Or I in mean, AEW. I mean, Ron Breaker, Adam Page. Um, Carmelo Hayes. Reeling off younger guys that, that make sense that could be guys that could come win the world title from him. Um, because, and here's the thing. If it's Cody's finishing the story inevitably, I don't think it's this year. I don't think it's at 40. If he gets to 40. No, I agree. If he gets to 40. He's getting past 40. He, let's say, if he gets to 40, yeah. that puts him within however many months of Hogan. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... You're within six months of Hogan at that point. Okay. If he gets to if he gets to forty with the title healthy, I don't think Cody should finish the story at forty. If that's if that's his final chapter of the story. Cody needs a title win before then. I'll say that right now. And I know I know nobody wants him to win Seth Rollins' belt. I think that's the title that he wins at 40, and I think he goes in there as a heel. Um, possibly. Because here's the thing. Cody's about to turn actually, 38, okay? Uh, actually, I know who I would have take the title off of Roman Reigns, and it would be a face run for a member of the active roster right now. And that would be? Goons. That's what we're thinking. Here's here's the Cody problem that nobody wants to talk about. Okay, he's old as fuck. He he's about to be thirty eight. Um, he's he's had injuries. He had the torn pec last year. Um, I don't know what the injury is right now, but I'm guaranteeing you that this broken arm run is because there's at least some degree of injury there. He's banged up somewhere because with a bro with the broken arm, he doesn't need to wrestle every week. So they're protecting him, okay? Um, there, there's an in, there's there's some form of injury that that that, is, that Cody Rhodes is dealing with. They they if they're going to do a title run of some kind with Cody, they need to do it sooner or later. So if you want to finish the story with, you know, the the belt the daddy didn't win, then you got to make a choice. We're not getting to the Hogan run. Otherwise, otherwise you, you get you, you get the belt that Seth has, and that that could be that could be as early as SummerSlam, but that's almost almost feels too early for Seth to lose. Or he gets the title win against Seth, loses it, then beats Roman next year after he passes Hogan. Yeah, he does finish the Roman story. But he wins a title in between. Yeah. Him win the him win that title at, at SummerSlam. Have Austin Theory or Goonth win the money in the bank. They cash in. They take out Cody Rhodes. They walk out with the world heavyweight title. And then Cody's story then pivots to the rematch at WrestleMania, where he he can't get it done again. Because hey, Cody Rhodes. Need some damn adversity. Torn peck, broken hand, whatever the fuck it is. But he needs some more adversity in his life. So how do you do that? You have him fucking win the world title and then lose the world title. 
and then lose the rematch. And he's sitting there, a broken and defeated man. And he has one last chance to go after the guy who ripped his dreams away from WrestleMania 39. He's got a shot to finish fucking Roman Reigns off. And that's when he does it. There you go. All right. Because that's good, right? Next. All right. Four rivalries, I would say. Yeah. And then we can do single or tag team if we have time. And that that's kind of an evergreen thing. We can do that. Yeah. Literally, uh, whenever. Is Joe still there? Is he alive? Yeah, he's, in, he's in the kitchen. He okay. passed out. All right. <laughs> so, um, go ahead, EJ, because this is you, right? Yeah, so I got I found this on the internet a couple days ago, um, and basically it was presented as of these four rivalries you see on the screen here for our, all YouTube listeners here, or viewers rather, um, eliminate one from the. Uh, from what the, are the, the rivalries? Because there's people who can listen to this on audio right. only. Austin Rock, uh, Rock and, and uh, Roman. Uh, you got Cena and CM Punk, and then uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. There you, you go. Cancer patient. Oh, it's Shayna Baszler. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I bet you yeah. had no eyebrows. I thought you already knew that. Anyway, so how do you want how do you want to do this? You want to um, we're gonna spin a wheel on Jim. We're gonna spin a wheel, and then we yeah. So I have I have a wheel of names. I have each of our names on it, and I think uh, as we discussed before the show, um, the first one that comes up, you get to pick whatever rivalry you want to defend, and why just stay th- to stay. Who, we're defending on what we want to stay on the list, right? Um, so yeah, we'll just, we'll go that. So let me give the first spin of the wheel. Big bucks, no whammies, big bucks, no whammies. Stop. We have Joe first. Joe, you get to pick which one. Which, which, which rivalry do you want to defend to stay on the list? Ooh, um, I'm going to take Rock and Austin. All right. Next. Yeah. Would have been better if I would have had this on the screen, but EJ, you're next. I will take uh, Sean and Brett. Because I don't want to have to defend that one. It's down to me and Mike. It is me. I will take Roman and Brock. So, Mike, you get Phil and John. What's not great though, because he—he's. I'm sure he doesn't do that one pretty well. So here's because I—I—I had, I had said this in the group text before last week's show, before EJ no showed on us. Um, is is uh that because I I wouldn't have defended Brett and Sean to stay because we were kind of talking about this on one of one of our recent shows anyway. Like, yeah, it was it was Joe's topic like one of like the what happened ifs or whatever and and like what if brett or what no it was the last time we were all here yeah it was like if if brett never left um and you know if he stayed what would have happened if you don't have the brett sean rivalry you might not get brett leaving sean doesn't break his back owen doesn't like all of those kind of umbrella topics that we were diving into um could have possibly all been avoided if you didn't have that rivalry so yeah, I'm glad I didn't have to defend that one. <laughs> so who wants to start? Joe, do you want to start since you were number one? Sure. Can't wait. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I get to go last. I can't wait. 
I'm excited. Okay, wait. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. The GED class of 2023. Whoa, easy, fam. I mean, come on. Is there anyone who would argue that this one doesn't belong on the list? It's it's Hogan Savage of the 90s. It's it's an all-time classic. It's the two biggest stars in the company at the time. Anytime they got in the ring together, it was magic. Like, even if it wasn't a great in-ring match, it was still a moment. It was still an experience. They had a match once where Austin was injured and literally couldn't take a single bump, and it was still a great match. This, this 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 just feels as obvious as OJ being guilty. <laughs> Joe, I rest my case. Joe, yes. Yeah, but they were wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. Well, the key is they found him not guilty. They did not find him innocent. Exactly. Right. That's right. the key. Joe used the word guilty. That's why I said that. Plus, look at the way that Rock and Austin are looking at each other. Like, come okay, on. this is going to take a turn. Who that's wants to do that? I'll, I'll take the next one. Um, no, listen, me, if, I was, if I was writing some gay porn fiction about any of... And Rock and Gay porn fiction about any of these photos, it's Brock and Roman. Like, look at the sexual tension between <laughs> those two men. That Roman is looking at Brock like, hmm, that's a white... Acknowledge me. <laughs> You're looking at him like, how about you take off that wife beater and you beat up this bussy? Oh my That's what he's god! Looking at him. Oh Joe, you know, Joe, you know your mess, right? Ernest, oh my you know god! Mess, right? Ernest, I get it's Pride Month, but I've told you like three times to go, so we didn't have to listen. I'm trying to, to go. We keep talking over me. Just but talk. No, so you got It's like when I okay, deal so with I, Mark. I you just got to talk. And Brett, to me, what made this rivalry impressive was in it, it's the in ring out, out ring thing. You know the rivalry. Um, they were actually friends for a long time. Um, they also carried this company at the at the. I mean, of these four periods here, for example, at the the darkest period of the, of the WWE in terms of you know um, popularity. They you know carry you know just carry them. And you know you, you talk about like even even before the Iron Man match in, in Mania twelve, you know some great matches in Survivor Series ninety two. Um, these guys were you know I I, I would say of these four. Uh, rivalries, honestly, you know, even though I would say Austin and 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 uh, and Rock is the biggest one of the four, I would say the most compelling one because of the broad, the broadness of the rivalry in and out of the ring is Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Because to this day, we still talk about the Brown Shell Screwjob, and and that, and, you know, that's another butterfly effect of all of this too. Also, so to me, you know, between the in ring work of these guys and the on again, off again friendship and and. Of, of all that, I think this should be to stay. And and no rivalry out of all of these sold out more high schools than Brett and Trump. <laughs> wow, <laughs> damn, no. man, dark, dark, dark period, man. That's that's all the time was. Hudson Civic Center, baby. Hartford, don't be rude. Um, Puerto Rico. <laughs> um. Please refresh oh, the page to hear this. Oh, not you! I, oh my God, <laughs> I've been doing that all night. Remember that shit like back in the days to do that? Like God damn it! Soundboard. I guess this is what oh, happens shit. when I edit the soundboard. It ends up screwing me over. Puerto Rico. There it is. <laughs> they we get it. Puerto nice. Rico. 
Uh, if you would have listened to three CT, would have known that. Um, the I'm wait, I'm two weeks behind, buddy. Sorry. Shocking. Two weeks. I'm catching up, buddy. Relax. Jesus Christ. Buddy, no, no. Your fat ass ain't catching up. To That's anything. embarrassing. I, That's right. embarrassing. I'm catching up, buddy. Get your shit together. Um, I love you. I, I, look, I thought this DWAN. Quantum that. Don't try to butter me up. Fuck um, <laughs> look, I, I, I'm tasked to defend a rivalry of the only two men to have defeated The Undertaker at WrestleMania. These two guys have main of probably what they've main main evented three WrestleManias. I think maybe four or four. Fifty uh to thirty. No. Thirty two. Thirty one. Thirty one. Thirty three. Thirty six. Thirty seven. Yeah, they've main evented four WrestleManias. They had the greatest last man standing match. In the history of this great sport, Brock lifted a fucking ring with a goddamn tractor. Okay, farmers only dot Brock. Like, yeah, but remember that time Braun Strowman lifted a tractor with a ring? It doesn't count. Um, Braun Strowman doesn't count for anything. Um, I'm okay nice. with that. He's hurt. Be, be nice. He's hurt. I don't care. Puerto Rico. Um. You know, Brock Lesnar Brock Lesnar has been one of the most consistently big match superstars in in three decades. Roman Reigns has carried this company and been the top guy for almost a decade now. And their two stories have been intertwined the whole time. And they've reinvented, both characters have reinvented themselves throughout the course of the rivalry. And, and every, every one of their main event matches has been different. Um, I, I think this is, is this period of time when you're, you're seeing the wrestling business and the way we watch wrestling and all of that change. Um, you're, you're seeing two guys that can continue to deliver on the biggest stage every time. Um, and whenever they're tasked to do it, they do it well. Good sell point, Joe. Uh, Jim, that's good. That's because I'm good at this, EJ. Calm I down, mean, brother. It's also that Ernest is really fat at this <laughs> Fuck off, Mike. <laughs> I want to hear your argument, though. I'm actually, I'm actually curious how this plays out. Oh, 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 you want to hear my argument? Well, I, 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 didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't experience punk in Cena real time. So, John Cena, Phil from Chicago. These gentlemen wrestled twelve matches against each other over the courses of their WWE career. Let's not forget when Phil took over the new Nexus. Let's not forget the pipe bomb. Let's not forget, arguably, one of the biggest moments in all of WWE history. The night that CM Punk won the WWE Championship and left. 
he did the inevitable. He took the world title and walked out the front door. You had major news organizations picking up the fact that Phil from Chicago was taking photos of a championship that he had no legal ownership of in his refrigerator. He showed up to different places with the belt. He made walking out on the establishment cool. And who was Mr. Establishment? Mr. Insert new logo for a t-shirt here. John Cena. The corporate man. The company man. The I'll always give a five-star review because I love teamwork. If there isn't a bigger good versus evil here, it's the company man against anti-establishment. At the end of the day, Phil took his ball and went home. Only after they let him do it the first time with the WWE Championship. Phil from Chicago, John Cena. When you look back at it, that Money in the Bank match, go back and compare that match to the best match from the other three in this conversation. Hard, it's hard to find a match that's better than, out, of, out of these other rivalries than that Money in the Bank match. It's simple. Every time those guys stepped in the ring, it was gold. Whether it was a Monday Night Raw, whether it was Money in the Bank, whether it was anything else. The only thing that they didn't do together was main event of WrestleMania. Ooh, which all the other ones did. That's exactly. I didn't even think of that. Yep. Wait, Phil never made a event of WrestleMania? Nope. No, I know, I'm did. just kidding. I just love hearing nope. people say it. It's a, nope. it's a joke, it's a joke. Wait, so okay, here's a question for you guys. If you could watch one more match from any one of these four rivalries, and both guys are in their prime, which one is it? I mean, I can tell you which one it's not. It's not Sean and Brett. Hey, there it is. He got it. Ooh, big, Too long. Big shocker from Mike. Um, <laughs> probably Brock and Roman from uh, Mania Thirty One. No, no, no! You're not. You're not rewatching the. Oh, you're, you're, you're getting. The you're getting both guys at the at, at height of powers. They're having one more match, and they have one more match at the height. Like so, because like quite frankly, you could have guys at the height of their powers at two different points of their career. Yeah. Like. You know, like Roman, I would say is probably height of powers right now. But Brock, uh, when was his height of powers? When he was doing fucking moon moon star presses and actually landing them? Like, you know what some I mean? Someone say his, his return, or like when he first oh, came 13. back. So, like, yeah, um, both guys in their prime, like height of powers, injury free. Um, give me, I honestly, I'll take Rock and Austin because I, I. Like I, I don't know that we ever we ever got both of those guys at their peak because even by the time we got it at WrestleMania 15, Austin had already been dropped on his neck and his career changed. That's a good point. 
So I we we never got that match at, at with with both of their guys at their absolute peak. So yeah, give me Rock Austin. Yeah, the, uh, to me the only choice is either Rock Austin or Punk and Cena. I don't know. I I, I love Brett and Shawn matches though. I ain't gonna lie to you. But jeez, fucking Iron Man match. Stop. No, well but we 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 we're not saying specific matches. We're saying high powers. Well, no, but so wait, here's here's my thing, though. Like, to be perfectly honest, and even, Jim, I feel like as a Bret Hart fan, you can admit this. Look, I'm, I'm the biggest Shawn Michaels fan. Shawn Michaels is, like, my favorite wrestler of all time. I can admit this. Both of those guys have had incredible matches with other people. Yeah. And they've had some good matches with each other. I don't think they ever had a five-star match against each other. Punk and Cena had a five-star match against each other at least once. Rock and Austin had a five star match against each other at least once. I think you maybe even can argue. Summer Slam 2022. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I think you can argue even Roman and Brock have at least one that's a five star match. Don't think you can argue that for Brett and, and Sean. Their, uh, like their, and best match, their best match is probably the Iron Man match, and that shit is not five stars. And to your point, I, I would probably pick Brock and, Brock and Roman, honestly. Okay. Yeah, no. Um, I, I to this day I think I think Brett's best dance partner was Steve Austin. That that Austin Austin Brett at WrestleMania 13 is Brett's best match. To me, it's Austin's best match, and to me, it's one. And to me, it's one of the best WrestleMania matches. Top three all time easily, and you can put it. Man, yeah, you you love to throw top three around, top three and top five around a lot. If you actually heard, counted out the number of times you said top five or top three, you'd have a time. list of about 30. Yep. <laughs> top three, 30. I've heard people call that the best match of all time. I don't, I don't agree personally, but I've heard people say it. Yep. Like on podcasts and stuff. Like I've, I've, People have opened up their mouth and said those words. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. But, like, but look, n- nobody's ever opened up their mouth and said those words about Brett and Sean. And no. Well. No. In fact, that's probably the most polarizing of, of the bunch because no, the I people who say they love the Iron Man match, people say they hate it. But they all think it's overrated. I'll still stand behind the fact that I think that Brett's best dance partner was Owen. I could agree with that. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah, I could. Yeah, and to be I honest, think you was his best dance partner. I just think that Vince didn't fucking like if Vince would have done the the the, the bloodline storyline with the Hart family. Yeah. At least you would have known you would have gotten better in ring matches. That's for sure. No, I, I, will, I will say though that the, the two old matches from uh, SummerSlam '93 and Mania Mania uh, Ten versus, uh, you know, um, Brett. Yeah, Austin and um, Brett. My brain hurts. The the best Shawn Michaels Bret Hart match was the one at Survivor Series where Bret Hart had his brothers and Shawn had a bunch of people in masks. <laughs> oh wow! From like '93 or whatever. Yeah, '92, '92. Yeah. From the Boston Garden. It was just Jerry Lawler, not yeah. even Shawn Michaels. '93, because it was right before the Rumble '94, mm-hmm. and uh, and and WrestleMania '10. No, I think Brock and uh, Roman is the best answer, honestly. Uh, my answer to the question of one final in the uh, prime, uh, it's the it's the few that I defended. It's it's Phil. I feel like that's valid. It's it's Phil and John. Um, You give me big big fight feel. You give me the WrestleMania main event that Phil from Chicago never had, and you tell me that we're gonna get it. We're gonna rerun back fucking uh, Money in the Bank. Um, You can sign me up 
for that twice on Sunday because fuck yeah, let's run that bitch back. Um, I want to watch that now. Coming from someone who is not the biggest Phil from Chicago fan of all time. Really? You don't say. I didn't know that. That's that's, that's, uh, shocking. You know what else is shocking? Fuck Bret Hart. (laughs) Here we are. I'm going to watch that now, actually. All right, so so, so we we defended him. So I'm going to put a poll up on the Twitter page tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night, where the fans will vote for, based off of our argument. I always put polls on my Twitter page. Shut up. Thank you, Joe. (laughs) You need to leave. (laughs) Damn it. You need to leave. Fucking take three out the dark. That's all we are, buddy. Every time. Um, so I'll put a poll up on Twitter, and we'll, we'll see who whose argument uh, saves based off of our arguments. Vote for which one you would get rid of. Now, the question to you guys. Which one do you get rid of? Oh, Brett and Sean. Brett, you know, I defend it. It has to be Brett and Sean, because... They, they didn't have to hide a powers match other than the Ironman match, and that's here or there. I will say, I will say, in the two times I've seen the Money Bank match versus the Ironman match, Money Bank matches from Cena and and, uh, and uh, Punk is superior than the Ironman match. And I'm not taking out fucking Roman and Brock or Austin and and, uh, and Rock, so it's got to be unfortunately uh, Brett and Sean. Yeah, I mean, Brett and Sean gave us the. Probably the most discussed moment in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Um, but, you know, outside of that, yeah, they had good matches. Um, but but I also think uh they were they they had contrasting styles. Um, I think there came a point by the time Brett was at the top of the company and Sean wanted to be at the top of the company that there was um jealousy and dislike on both sides that prevented them from having their best work and it's it's a rivalry that again we we talked about it multiple times that set off a series of events that not only drastically altered the company but people and families lives forever um so even just beyond the the scope of in-ring rivalries I would eliminate Brett and Sean alright so we're all in agreement fuck Brett Hart that's not what we're in agreement on but one time I'm going to get Jim just to slip and be like yeah you're right nope. no sir I'm you're going to have to wake up a lot earlier wait, in the wait day on, wait to, on. Uh, to get me on something like that I'm no, I'm no EJ thank fucking god <laughs> I can only deal with one of them Right, um, so one more topic, or oh, it's up to you guys. We can we can do it. I don't care. Yeah, let's go. I mean, we can go. Yeah, these can go pretty rapid fire, and this like if we if we bring the five, like if somebody you know if somebody picks one that's on your list, then your list then gets smaller. So we'll go uh, one at a time. Who wants to start? I'll make it really easy. I didn't make a list, so you. you we'll do Hi, good. Carol. That sounds about right. Uh. Mike or EJ, you want to start or you want me to kick us off? Mike, go first. I got to get, get something for the, for the wipes. So All right, I will kick us off. I will start with Big E. Max, go. 
Who? Big E. Is that melatonin, uh, Michael? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh. I uh, thought you meant that about Big E. I was like, damn, you know yes, how to Big say that. Big E is melatonin. No, that would be melanin. That would be melanin. Oh, that's close. <laughs> Good one. Good face. Uh, I'm going to go with Big E as a singles competitor. All right, Joe? Yeah, I'd agree with that. I always thought more of Xavier and Kofi as like the New Day tag team. All right, EJ? I'll definitely go uh, singles. Um, honestly, man, when I when I put this one on paper, my first thought was tag team, and the, and that and that New Day run. So I'll go tag team with uh, with Big E. Uh, all right, my first one, uh, Johnny Gargano. Oh, Ooh. that's good. That is a good one. I'll go singles. I, I didn't I haven't seen much of his tag team work, really, honestly. Maybe a couple of things, but I've seen more of his uh, singles work, so I'll go singles. I have an answer. Well, while Jim's yeah, talking. go ahead. Um, so I've been I've watched Johnny Gargano wrestle since he started on the indie scene, basically. I've seen him. I've, I've seen fat Johnny Gargano. Tebow and killed Ronan. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, my fandom of Johnny Gargano definitely wanes more than anyone else. There have been times where Johnny Gargano has been my least favorite wrestler to watch in the ring. There have been times where he's been my absolute favorite wrestler to watch in the ring. It's definitely gone back and forth. Here's my thing. I think sometimes as a singles wrestler, Johnny Gargano is doing a better job of convincing us all he's a good wrestler than he is actually a good wrestler. However, in a tag team setting, like especially with him and Ciampa and all their work they did in NXT, fucking awesome. Amazing. Loved every second of DIY. Really excited that it seems like DIY is coming back on Raw sooner than later. So you know what? Johnny tag team. Johnny tag team. It's uh, it's harder for me because like I didn't I like my first I mean I I saw Johnny Gargano live at a indie show here locally um one time but it was like right before it was right before his his NXT run and stuff so like while the the tag team stuff is great to me I will take Johnny in in a singles. Oh yeah, you're from PA. You probably did see a whole bunch of Chikara. Uh, no, this actually wasn't even Chikara. This was um, this was just a. It's a company that doesn't even exist anymore. Legacy Wrestling. He wrestled. Fuck, I don't even remember who he wrestled, wrestled at this you point. Go to, you ever go to a Chikara show? I never did. Um, wow. Yeah, it's. I've only really been into like the indie stuff in the past. Well, since Three CT started, so within the last decade, um, I did check out a. Um, excellence, which was kind of like Chikara's baby little brother. Um, I know like a lot of those, like a lot of those guys kind of did double duty. Um, oh, like when they had like the seven random little companies when they, yeah, yeah, it was kind of one of them. It's fun. Um, uh, for the, for the record, uh, as I'm the one who posed Johnny wrestling, uh, I will go and say, I would probably pick. Johnny tag team because I love DIY. Um, even his work with uh, horrible back tattoo and Chikara Icarus and Chuck Taylor. Oh, when he joined Fist. Yep, when he yeah. was in friends in similar tights. Um, 
Even He's the with Ronan, wrestler. Even with Ronan, when it was him and Swan or him and Chucky T. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, sign me up for Johnny Tag Team. But I will also say, sign me up for, and this is this is a, if NXT has a rivalry, to add to that big board that we just talked about, that Johnny Gargano, to, so Jumpo fucking rivalry. Yeah. Give me, give, give me a little bit more of that love in my life and fucking sign me the fuck up for another match between the two of them. All right, EJ, you got one? Yeah. You, you use your boy here, Bret Hart. I'd just rather not be on the show. Singles. Jesus Lord. Yeah, Hart Foundation was a great tag team, but, I mean, Bret Hart, as, as a singles guy, I mean, he became world champion. It's hard to... It's hard to argue that against whatever they did at the tag team, you know? Yeah, I'll go singles, man. Like, Heart Heart Foundation was great. Um, But, I mean, five-time champion, did it as heel, did it as face. Um, Great intercontinental title runs. Yeah, singles holds up for me. Yeah, I'll go singles as well, too. Although they were really good together, tag team. You, ha- you have to go fucking singles because they they booked the fucking Hart Foundation as a favorite of fucking Stu Hart. It wasn't because they wanted Brett to be a tag team star. It's because he was trying to get Anvil a job. All right. Who's next? Uh, Mike? No, I'll go with mine. Um, okay. I will go with Crush. <laughs> he was, 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 was really excited for crush. What tattoo was this wait, one again? Wait, Fuck. Wait, this, Are you fucking count? kidding me? First wait, off, he was wait. in demolition, you shithead. Oh, well, yeah, this, right. I don't. I, 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 I try to forget about that. that wait, fucking wait, demolition. Ernest, Ernest, shut up, you twat. Does this also. Hey, fuck off. <laughs> does this no. count when he was Can in you chronic? Stop. Where? What was the question? Does this count when he was in chronic? Uh, sure. Does this count when he was part of the Nation of Domination? That's right. He wasn't that. Uh, no, we don't want to count that. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and say, shit. His his single stuff was was rough. Um, his singles run were somewhere between trash, disrespectful to hot garbage. Yeah, but I mean, did you ever watch a Chronic match? Like, it wasn't that much better. But at least, like, Chronic was just like, yo, you know how much this guy sucks? Look at this guy that looks like him. He sucks, Buddy, too. Crush's <laughs> best singles match was watching Doink pull out a fake arm and hit him with it. Tag- I don't know. Because yes. they both suck. Tag team's the answer. What was your favorite version? Was it Aloha Crush or was it I Have Face Paint and Mr. Fuji Crush? It was BDSM fucking Crush. Uh no, I liked I liked evil I liked evil singles crush. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go singles crush, but Nation only combination crush. I'm going singles crush, but only because Chronic fucking sucked. Chronic was like the biggest trick that WCW pulled on us. They really had us thinking that was a good tag team. Who's we? I'm I'm telling you, people thought it was a good tag. They brought them to WWF. That was because they were young and under contract. <laughs> All right, Mike. Next. Um. All right. 
WWE Hall of Famer and uh, former a bajillion time tag team champion, uh, Booker T. Oh, that's a good one. I, I only come to fire. Uh, good fucking tag team. See, Harlem Heat's a top five all time tag team. Like all time, all time. Yeah, they're real good. Yeah. Don't worry, they'll be they'll be one of Ernest's top thirty, top fives of all time. <laughs> but here's my thing. It, it, it's kind of the same, like the Bret Hart argument, right? Like Booker T did go on to be the world champion as a singles wrestler multiple times, so it's hard to it's hard to say he was more successful as a tag team wrestler than a singles wrestler. So, and he's he's pretty entertaining by himself too. Like that's the thing. Like he didn't need to be in a tag team act. Like the tag team tag team was better for Stevie Ray than it was for Booker T. Booker T shined just fine by himself. I'm with the singles. I'm with you there. And Hall of Fame was fucking fantastic. But singles, Booker T was a fantastic character. He was world champion. He was the king of wrestling. I mean, he's done everything there. So I'm going to go singles. What's really making it difficult for me is like because I was more of a WWF guy over WCW is I didn't watch a ton of Harlem Heat stuff. And because I took my uh, time away from wrestling when Booker T was doing a lot of his singles work. I don't have a huge frame of reference for each, but um, for the world title and King King Booker runs alone, I'll go singles. Uh, fuck it. I'm going to go tag team solely for the point that he cut maybe one of the greatest promos of all time. <laughs> the, the N-word? Oh, Hogan, we coming for you. I can what? say it. I can say it. No, you can't. Uh-uh. The show you can't. Bitch, I'm blacker than you. I can say it. You can't say it on this show. You can't. Don't well, make you, me. Don't make me show you my credit score. <laughs> you are whiter than loose leaf paper, my dog. I want to use it anyway. I hate that fucking word. So. All right, EJ. I think you're next. All right. Um. Kevin Nash. Slash Diesel. Whatever. Oh. So, okay, I know the argument I keep making, like, they'd be world champion or whatever, but fuck it, the outsiders change the industry. Like, that that actually, that one goes above just being a world champion. The outsiders change the industry. I'm, I'm going to go tag team That's on this one. That's the correct one. answer there. That's the correct answer. Yeah, I'll, I'm, same reason as Joe. I'll go, I'll go tag. I guess I'm being the only one that's going to take yep. this competitor. That's great. Love it. I mean, because, it's valid. It's valid. He world, uh, here's the thing. He was world champion before he became part of the NWO. I that's know. all I'm saying. He did hold the WWE title before being let go or whatever the, the contract bullshit and going over to WWE or WCW. Yes, he was part of a revolutionary thing. But that also was revolutionary because of the third member of the faction that was arguably the biggest face in professional wrestling at the time. Literally turning his back on everybody. Right. If the third member was Sting, does anyone not in outside of a WCW territory actually give a fuck? Just being real. I don't know that anyone really cares outside of like the lower like 15 states in the fucking Southeast if it was Sting. But because it was Hogan, it made it like national attention. You know, we've done the, the for a future topic idea. Write it down. Maybe we'll put it on a wheel at some point. 
We've done the what if Brett never left WC, uh, WWF. What, what if, if the third man was Sting? Or what if the third man just wasn't Hogan? Well, we, and, did that. well we did that actually. Well, but, here's, though, but here's the thing, too. I also think what made... I mean, obviously, Hogan being the third man was was gigantic, but I also don't think the first two men could have been anybody but Hall and Nash at that point. Oh, I'm not disagreeing. You know what I mean? So, like, but what? Okay, but let's talk about it from then. You know, you have a guy who is one of the best Intercontinental Champions at the time in history, and you have a guy who's a former World Champion. If the first two members of the NWO were fucking Vincent and fucking Six Pack, does anybody actually give a fuck either? Well, that that's my point. But you, he had to be a single star to get to that point. That's yeah, what I'm saying. True. If he would have just been Johnny fucking Pencil Dick, who just came over because his contract was expired and he looked cool, it would be like, hey, we brought in Scotty Flamingo. It's like, great, fucking Ravens here. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's good argument. No, that's it's a good argument. I agree with you. It's a good argument. I mean, literally, me and you are called the fucking fat siders for a fucking reason. I understand it. I'm not disagreeing with it. I'm just saying, if he would have been someone that had all of his world title success after the formation of the NWO, I would have been slam dunk tag team. Or I would have been slam dunk tag team because the tag team got him to that point. But he was a world champion in the on the other show multiple times before the tag team became a thing. No, plus, 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 you guys forgot the main argument for why you'd pick tag team, so you wouldn't actually have to wrestle matches and blow out his quads. Wow, guys, really? Come on. This one fucking writes itself. The guy can't stay healthy. You're like, nope, we're not even taking the injury fucking joke. Nope. Anyway. Uh, who's next? I don't remember who started that one because these are going way much longer than I thought they were going to. If I'm being <laughs> totally honest about this yeah. topic, let, let, let's do one more round. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm up next. Not with me. I don't have one. Shocking. <laughs> Edge. Remember, you, don't do, you don't just do the list. Edge. Oh man. Singles easy. That's easy. Edge and Christian all time great tag. I don't know if it's easy. I, I agree with you. I don't know if it's easy. But Edge, Edge is a singles guy. I don't know, like next level. No, he's definitely singles. I, I a little t- tougher than you think you credit for. I mean, although. I mean, do you, do you just want to erase all of fucking TLC from your fucking? Well, no. Okay, wait, 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 wait. So here's okay. Now, now that I'm thinking about it. Oh. Well, no, because the thing with Edge is like, well, he did have like a hugely successful singles run, and there's no denying that. Usually being an understatement. Not, not only were Edge and Christian a fantastic tag team that like kind of stand out in the annals of time, so was Rated RKO. Like he like kind of as as a tag team wrestler, Edge has kind of proven that when you put him together with a partner, you can get magic. Like it's got to be the right partner. But I mean, even when he teamed with Rey Mysterio for a while in like two thousand two, it was great. Even when. Him and Hulk Hogan held the tag titles for a hot second. That wasn't like a horrible thing. Like Edge actually might be a quintessential tag team guy more than anything else. Like at the end of the day, if Edge had never become a singles wrestler, I think he'd still be a legend based on his tag team work. Yeah, of course. And that says a lot. Because I don't know how many of these other guys you could actually say that about. Like if, if Booker T had never gone any higher than Harlem Heat, would we still be talking about Booker T today? 
we'd be talking about Harlem Heat, maybe. Right. But I don't think that we'd be talking about Booker T individually. Edge didn't only have Edge and Christian. Edge did have rated RKO. Edge did have other tag teams. Like we, Edge might still be in the conversation as like a one of the greats, even if he never became like a singles superstar. So let's go tag team on Edge. I'm just glad that you talked yourself out of really a did. snap fucking decision to be like, you know what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, tag team because uh, without the two of that, without Edge, uh, there is no Edge and Christian. There is no real good feud with the Hardy Boys. There is no TLC. You know, matches that you know have withstand the t- the tale of time. Um, and that's hundred percent because legitimately they were tag team matches. So sign me up for uh, sign me up for tag team. Jim, uh, you, you can give yours. Oh, I did. I, I said singles. Okay. Um, I will go. I'll, I'll go tag team because yeah, I think the the TLC matches those the rivalry with the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys. Um, it, it it changed it changed um like what what tag team wrestling was at the time and like it 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 just kind of wrote this new chapter um in in time in WWE and then like i mean edge and christian yeah an all time when 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 the product was more about entertainment than it was about matches in the ring. Those guys absolutely excelled at everything they did. Um, it doesn't take away how good Edge is as a singles wrestler. The rated R superstar, and um, you know, like like even even now in his comeback, like he he's put on some classics in his return. But like the the brood, the 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 story with him and Christian as a team. Um. Yeah, I I would I would take Edge as a as a tag, for sure. All right. Uh, I guess it's my last Michael. one. I'm gonna do this one just because I haven't had enough hate in my heart so just, far tonight. Just do it. So, Ronda Rousey. Jesus Christ. Singles. Rest of the week. <laughs> Singles. Like, because I think right now we're like we're only seeing what the beginning of her as a tag team is, and and the problem is it's all depending on the WWE actually booking the women's tag division. So but like especially I mean, yeah, the the second singles run since her return has been meh. But like that initial run from her debut to when she lost it at 35 like that shit was banging like ronda was like ronda was really good in that initial run and for for no good reason whatsoever so yeah singles good in the same sentence yeah i don't i don't know what you were watching or how drunk you were at the time i don't recall any of this ronda rousey i don't give a damn i don't give a damn about your bad fucking take about ronda rousey where's she at where's that song at there's pat manitar when i hear Joseph, you want to give yours? I'm going to go last because we're going to go on a great tyrant and then we're going to go to fucking wrestles of the week. Uh, I guess I'll go tag team just because if I never watch her wrestle another singles match again, it'll be too soon. 
And I actually do kind of like Ronda and Shayna as a tag team. I think they're, they, it's the closest other than like the Kabuki Warriors oh, to, to like a real tag team in the women's division so far on the main roster. Other than like Billy Kay and... Well, no, what I'm saying is like like as a two person unit, like they uh, give me they give me like Legion of Doom, you know, and like you haven't had a tag team like they, that before. They give me Legion of Doom five two, where fucking everyone's like, oh fuck, we gotta wrestle these fucks. We're <laughs> fucking wrestles a fucking carnage. <laughs> Jesus. Christ. Uh, is everybody giving their Ronda Rousey take before I go on my tyrant? I'm good. No, shaming man. I'm not picking this shit. Fuck that. What? Shame it, man, like, Jim, please. What? No, fuck off. Like, are we really doing this? <laughs> like, why even have a topic where we're not all going to participate? Like, no, seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm being funny, bro. Like, um, come on the fuck on, man. <laughs> I mean, do we have Ronda Rousey? I mean... Buddy, if I ha- if I'm the one, I know, I know, I know. This is well, I mean, I feel like the I feel Michael like this was brought up a, so you man. could go on a rant, but God damn it, uh, fucking singles, whatever. All right, I won't go on a rant to save Jim, so because Jim is fucking tired, I can see it in his face. Uh, the correct answer is tag team because they'll never book the fucking tag team women's title, which means I'll never have to watch another fucking Ronda Rousey match again. Tell us how I really feel, Michael. Oh, he has. Buddy, I told you I wasn't going to do that because I want Jim to go to bed before 2 a.m. So that's my fucking rant about Ronda Rousey. More on that later. Wrestlers of the Week. All right, Wrestlers of the Week. Uh, for some reason, we fucking let Ernest back in this shithole. Yeah, I know. Fucking van. New York City. should have banned you. Can't do that. Um, Joe, who you want for the first wrestler of the week this week? Do I get the first one? Sure, why not? Yeah, you do. Hey, play Um, that play that Matt (laughs) soundbite. Who gives a shit? Um, Who gives a shit? (laughs) Joe took Franklin. Jim? Uh give me Orange Cassidy, successful defense of the all Atlantic International Galactic Championship. I know you think I know you think that you're gonna pin me with the fucking evil after fucking that bullshit. Eh, eh, ain't happening. Give me Chris Statlander. Give me uh, the big goont himself. Big match. Nice match against fucking Kevin Owens on Monday. Uh, Joseph, you're up. It's gotta be someone from Europe. What? What? Um, fucking, I don't know. Like this is this has become like if you're in Sunday school and you don't know the answer, so you just say Jesus, Orange Cassidy. Already been taken. <laughs> fucking hell. You're so bad at this, Joe. I swear. <laughs> EJ, you're not much better. Fuck off. I got a list. Because you pick a name from the one match that you actually watched this week, so don't hey, sit there and harass Joe. Joe. It was a, it was an A plus match, though. I don't care. Fuck off. You, you got lucky here? this week because there wasn't a lot of great options. Exactly. Right. EJ, you've you've picked you've picked somebody who wrestles a single match on Raw that has Luther no content. No, 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 no shut up. Luther? No, 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 I'm not talking about this week, dumbass. I'm talking about other weeks where you'll pick the one match that you watch on Raw when there's been 14 wrestlers in the in 
all of wrestling that have had successful Hold title on. defenses or won titles. So don't talk. Hold don't on. don't Hold sit on. here and shit on Joe. Let's 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 backtrack this, okay? Yeah, that costs money. Easy. Fucking hell. Since April, okay. He this motherfucker's picked Wardlow. Who's in Solo, the worst run of his career? Solo Sokoa, who main invented an episode of Monday Night Raw. Roderick Strong for getting a graphic. <laughs> that he is all elite. Uh, Shinsuke Toyota for making his return. Didn't wrestle yet, but they announced his return. Um, and then we awarded him Chris Statlander and Carmelo Hayes last week. My we God. made his best picks of the year. <laughs> I'm not seeing a problem here, personally. Oh, hold on. And he nominated almost once. Yeah. Because he's tall. He yeah. almost <laughs> got away with it. I'm fucking hell. I'm don't don't I'm personally. I'm just I'm defending Joe. Don't you sit there and try to badmouth Joe and his picks when yours are just as bad. That's, That's all right, I'm saying. Because it's Gay Pride Month. He'll defend you in February. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ Almighty! You had your. Will you stop? <laughs> you fucking you. God damn it! What? That is probably the best joke of the fucking show in the last three years. I swear to God. <laughs> Jim, do you want to make picks? Um, L.A. Knight. <laughs> he qualified for Money in the Bank, yeah. where where he should win. Yeah. Special, right? Dummy. My turn. Uh, again, you guys thought you were going to do this to me. Eh, eh, ain't going to happen. Give me the new NXT number one contender for the women's title. I'm not trying to do anything for the record. Wait, what do you think they're trying to do? Oh, I'm, I'm waiting for Ernest to make his last pick. Oh. And then I'll do it. Uh, Jay White. Already been taken, you dumb fuck. Pay attention. B- Blackpool Combat Club. Which which members? I'm not fucking... Both, not... All three. They all wrestled. Who who were the three? The three. Uh, it was, it not was... Uter or not Danielson. <laughs> Claudio. Oh, come on Jesus Christ. Mox. Get away, Jim. Fucker. For the record, it was the, the what I was saying was, is I was waiting for one of y'all to try to stick me with putting fucking Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler. I, I wasn't trying to do that at all. Oh, I didn't know anything. To be honest, I, I, know, did, I don't did anything this weekend. This week. did, she, did they wrestle? They wrestled, right? Yeah, they they they, they beat Casey Cantonzero and fucking. Uh, Caden Carter. Oh, they got, they got a oh. paycheck. To be honest, I didn't watch Raw on Monday, so. I'm just glad that we've gone two weeks with them being the women's champions and neither week they've been nominated. That makes me so much happier on the inside. You know what? Go Beers. Oh, oh, fuck off. Fuck off with the Go No, no, no. you <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> go Bears, baby. Call the cup, baby. Okay, shut hey, up, EJ. You want to see Go Bears? EJ, you're, you're not even a Panthers fan. So don't even try to come in here and, and rile me up about it. Fuck the Heat. Fuck the Panthers. Fuck the Cowboys. Fuck the fuck, fuck Notre Dame. What do we do with the next huddle up? I don't know. I'm on vacation. Yeah. I'm on vacation starting now. Oh shit! Next week you'll you miss next next week. Show you out, right? Yeah. So you're gonna actually have to show up two weeks in a row. How about that? I, I don't know. If there's a game six, I'm not showing up. EJ, I sat and watched my team. Don't care. Tonight, my team. Who's your team? The Bears played tonight, dickhead. Game one tonight was tonight. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was tonight. I it. Fuck, I missed the fucking game. Damn it. Because 
I can I can watch my team and podcast. Why did they put a call call a cup on the same night as Stanley Cup? I don't understand that. Because it doesn't matter. It's it's they're not competing against each other. This guy, this this guy underneath both of us, Jim, is the biggest idiot in the fucking world. Literally, you'll be I don't okay. Get it. I truly fucking don't get it. You'll be okay. Go Bears, motherfucker! Shut up. Plug your. I shit. hope Jokic drops sixty and then fucking nut sacks all of your fucking. Well, oh, we're losing the series. I'm not worried about that, buddy. It ain't going six. But guess You'll what? Be here next week. Hey, guess what, Celtics fan? You're still home, motherfucker. You're still hey, home. And guess what? And when guess you what? Guys what? What? Life, it doesn't matter because you'll be in the same place. You fuck. I'll see you next week on the show because your season will be over. Two finals in the last four years. Zero championships in the last however yeah, many what? years. Last time, won, last time won a title, fucking George Bush was president. Okay, and you keep telling me that Eric Spolster's this great coach, but he can never get the fucking job done in the finals when LeBron James isn't there. Let's have that conversation. Michael. Oh, ready for that. On second note, let's not. Send your hate tweets to at EJChristian7. Love Big Jim. Click his fucking link tree on all of his social medias. You can follow me at They Call Me Burn. Fuck the heat. We'll see you Thursday night because you're getting fucking eliminated. Good night. Go Celtics. <laughs> good, good night, everybody.